Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You guys laugh at me about this. How many times do I have to explain this? Proven fact. If it's too cold, surveys have been done, and any form of entertainment or seating setting, whatever you want to say, people don't listen. And I spend too much time on these messages for you to come up to me after service and say, I can't listen today. It was so cold. All right. You know, I've enjoyed studying for this series, probably go a couple more weeks on, on really winning in life. What is that? What does that take? And we're to look today in God's word on how to, we have to stop to be stronger. We have to stop all the, all the noise that's going on in our life. Let, let's, let's pray. Father, we, Lord, we take a deep breath from all the noise that's around us in this life. And we just ask you that <clears throat> as we look to your word today, as we learn from David, as he was a young man, he was many ways fleeing for his life, that, Father, that he knew that the only thing to do was to be quiet before you. So, Lord, we ask you today, each and every one of us, that you would speak to us through the way that we all need it. We're all going through different things. Pray you'd encourage us today through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking at in uh, Samuel, back in the Old Testament, in First uh, Samuel, chapter thirty, and verse six. I want to give you a background to David, King David, which many of us are familiar with. You know, when it comes to noise in your life, I don't think there's anything that bothers me more. Maybe you're like I am as far as noise is that, I don't mean this in the wrong way when I say this, but kids screaming. I, I just, I just something about that that I don't know why. Am I getting old or what? But it's just when I get around, the kids are screaming all the time. There's something that I, I don't know what it is. It just really bothers me. And what I'm getting at was it, it, you can't concentrate. You ever, like if you are in a situation where you're talking to somebody, maybe you're a grandparent or something, and you're trying to talk to your adult child and the kids are in the background, you're not going to finish the conversation. I don't care what it is. It's just too much noise. In our world today, because of we all know that we carry this thing around with us that's an extension of our hand today called a phone, it creates too much noise. If you think about it, it's noise. It's constant noise. And if we don't take the time to learn with everything swirling around us and society and whatever you're going through personally, if we don't take the time to stop before the Lord, you're going to lose every time. And we're going to learn from, from David. We all know him as King David, or we also know the story of the Bible that most people are familiar with that don't even go to church. David and Goliath. Probably more than any other story in the Bible. 
So I want to take a minute and let's look at his background before we read where he is. David actually was anointed king as a teenager. But for the next 15 years, he basically was on the run. Why was that? Because King Saul was basically jealous of David, especially after he defeated Goliath. And so the weirdest thing I guess you can say happened, David actually ends up living with a with a band of brothers with some 600 warriors actually in enemy territory. He's living in the land of Philistines where the Philistines were the enemy of, of Israel that day, of, of that time. And he's living there in Ziglag. And he's actually befriending and somehow, someway, doesn't make sense to me, but he's actually befriended now with the Philistines they were in some way afraid of him and also in some ways wanted to trust him because they saw God's favor on his life. So they gave him this land that he could live in. He made a decision. I don't know why he made this decision. I'm not sure why he made this decision. There are a lot of things I wish were more where we could understand in the Bible, but the Lord tells us certain things and that's the way it is. But the Philistines were actually going to go to battle against King Saul. And David was joining them in battle against them. Now, he wasn't sure how this was going to work out. But he was still kind of staying underneath the radar. And as, this all, as we see all this taking place, all this going on, I'm like, man, I, 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 don't, I don't get this. Do you know sometimes that you will make a decision that you shouldn't make and you make it? And here's where we are today. Here's where a lot of people walk away from the Lord. Why a lot of people maybe aren't here. A lot of people are disenchanted with the Lord. They make that decision and, and when they make that decision, they feel like the Lord, well, I don't know if he can ever or will ever listen to what I, what I need in my life because I made this stupid decision. Never underestimate God's grace. Never underestimate. David went up, and for some reason, somehow, the generals in the Philistine army just didn't quite feel at ease about this. And what happened they got together and say, David, I, I, we don't know what's going on here. Hey, you've been good so far in the, in the land here, but even though you're with us, you traveled to go to war with us, we trust you some way, but the leadership doesn't trust you. We're going to send you back. The Bible tells us in many ways David was relieved. He didn't know how all that was going to work out. But listen to me. He made a decision. You ever, ever do that? We all do it. We make a decision, whether it's financially, whether it's medically, whether it's in relationships, we make a decision. We wish we could have made it differently. And because of that, we think that we failed. God wants us to know today about that word grace and to never underestimate God's grace for you and for me. So they leave. It's about a three-day journey back to Ziglag. In the meantime, another enemy, the Amcolites, 
came in, knew that David was at war with these 600, with his 600 warriors. They came into his camp and burned it down and took all the wives and children. Because David made a bad decision. They go back. They see what's happened. And of course, all of his men, his mighty warriors, are ready to kill him. Because they're saying, what did you do? First, you wanted us to go fight with the enemy against our own people, which we can't quite figure out what was going on. And we're going to follow you because you are a leader. And we trust you because of who you are, David. And we know that you were anointed king. Do you know it took him some 15 years from when he was anointed king to actually become king? And the patience that he had to have in the process. He's still fallible. You and I are still going to make mistakes. So what happened? What did David do when they get back and all this takes place? It's summed up in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. David was greatly distressed for the people. In other words, his warriors spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people, they were grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But what does it say there? But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Because of the surroundings and what were taking place, I, I believe it wasn't wasn't that long of a time that he did that. But he knew in that situation where all this noise, all this noise, all this, this uh, emotion that was taking place, you face that in your own family. There's so much swirling around that you don't know what to do. What, what, what decision should I make with my family, the kids, or something's happened, and, and because it brought you to this place, everybody's looking at you like, what are you going to do now? What we need to understand about God's word is we need to take a deep breath. If we're actually going to get stronger, we have to stop right before the Lord in the midst of that chaos, in the midst of that situation that you're dealing with right now, and everything is swirling around in your, in your, right here. It just flies around all the time. In order for you to quiet that, you have to stop and go before the Lord. And the Bible says David strengthened himself in the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Do you know that I can look back on my life in every situation that I've waited, things have turned out, I'm not going to say great, but better. And every situation I've jumped at that not turned out too well, you can say the same thing. I found over the years, and I finally realized that over the years of, of living and hopefully a, a Christian life and being in ministry, it takes more to wait. It takes more faith to wait. What does faith do? Faith pleases God. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
Faith pleases God. So when you're willing to wait, faith and trust, it takes more faith to wait than it does to jump. He made a bad decision on going with another, another for some reason. We've all done it. But don't think your life is over because you've made a bad decision. Know that you can go before the Lord and say, Lord, all right, put me on the right track here. David stopped, jumped off his horse. They only had a certain amount of time. Can you imagine the emotion of all these warriors wanting to go find out? They didn't want to waste one second. But David said, stop, wait. I'm going to go to the Lord with this. I, I want you to know that today. I want you to know is how busy your life is. Everything that you hear, all the things that come through your eye gate and through your mind every day is jump off the horse for a minute and strengthen yourself before the Lord. You know, it only takes a minute. I'm not talking about hours. He had a to make a decision quick. But he decided he was going to do it with God's direction. So what happened? The Bible tells us verses 7 through 11. Then David said to Abernath the priest, Amalek's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abernath brought the ephod to David. What is that? What's a special garment that the priest would wear when certain times happen or decisions that would be made and when they would put this on and they would have the priestly garment on the priest would go before the Lord in the Old Testament and they could get an answer on what to do or what not to do we know because we have a high priest through Jesus Christ today we have the privilege of directly boldly going to the throne of grace that's what we can do today but in the Old Testament they went through the priest. And as they went to the priest, here's what we see took place. So now he's before the priest. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? In other words, the Amcolites, should we go after them? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, in other words, the Lord said him, pursue for you shall surely overtake them. Now listen, and without fail, recover all. Bible gives us a promise in the Old Testament also. The Lord can restore the years the locust have eaten. You know, we all look back, you look back, you, you can know that, hey, the Lord, okay, that decision was made. Their wives and children are now in captivity. Their city is burnt to the ground. But God told David, you're going to recover everything. Do you know that's the God that we serve? Do you know that by his grace, no matter what's happened in your past, no matter what decision that you've made, if you choose to go before the Lord and you become consistent in saying, Lord, what should I do in this situation? He will always give you the right answer every time. And when he's quiet and you don't hear anything, it's like a teacher. You know, when a teacher gives the test and hands the test out, 
The teacher is quiet. The test has taken place. Know that during that testing time, it might be quiet. But God is still working in your life. God's doing something. And if you're willing to trust him today in the situation that you're in that you can't figure out, God's saying, I'm going to restore, I'm going to recover all that has happened to you because you're willing to trust me in the time in which we're living and whatever's taking place. Let's, let's continue. The Bible says in, in, in verse 9 down through verse 11, So David went, and he and 600 men who were with him came to the brook of Bezer where those stayed who were le- for those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued, he and 400 men, for 200 men stayed behind because they were weary, and they could not cross the brook of Bessor. So they found an Egyptian in the field, brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate, and they let him drink water. What's taking place? I always say this. When I was going through all my mess, a buddy of mine used to pray, Lord, will you just throw Dallas a bone just to let him know he's on the right track, and it's going to be okay. Things might not get fixed right away, but when you're on that path and, and God does something that, you know, you can tell other people, but it's not as good as you just experienced it. That was just for you. God did something just for you in that situation because you're in that situation. Even though you might explain to other people, they're not going to get the blessing like you get because you know God only did that. That was just for you. Whatever he did. They're on the way. The Egyptian was thrown to the side as a slave because the Amcolites, one of the leaders said, hey, you're no good to me. You're sick. You can't help me anymore. We're going to leave you on the side of the road. That's the same guy who David and, and his mighty men came across. And the guy says to them, listen, I'll tell you right where they are if you don't kill me. If you swear to your God in heaven that you will not kill me and I'll be a part of your forces, I'll lead you right where they are. David said, all right. You know, I I want you to know today, we don't always see the picture. But when we're in the presence of the Lord, we know we're on the right path. I want you to know that today. I don't know what's going on in your life for those who are watching, but when you're in God's presence and he shares something and he shows you the next step, even though it's uncertain, even though it might be dark and you can't figure it out, know that God has a plan and he's working it. Let him work it. It's not easy all the time. Again, David waited from when he was anointed to be actually become king. He waited like 15 years. Always wondering what was going to happen next. Why is this happening? But he still knew where to go. Yeah, it's amazing. No matter what we do, we still know where to go. Always go back to the Lord. Don't let the devil think that you can't go back because of some, something that you've done in your past. It is his grace that leads you, that makes you stronger, that gets you to the place to where you know, without a doubt, you're going to win whatever's taking place in your life. 
The Bible continues up in verse 17 and 18. And we'll close in just a few minutes, but I want to read a couple more verses. They came upon them. They found where they were, the Amcolites. They attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. It was a fierce battle. Not a man of them escaped except for 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered all that the Amcolites had carried away. David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything, which they had taken from them. David recovered all. That's that's history. That's biblical history. That's true. That's a real story. That's God showing us in real time in that story of that day that because David strengthened himself before the Lord, giving us an example of your situation There's nothing could be more devastating than knowing that something's happening to a family member or to someone that you love, not knowing what is going to happen, that God is going to honor when you and I are willing to go before him. You know, when we're discouraged, when we go before the Lord, we have discernment. And when you have discernment, there's something that discernment does that gives you and creates determination in your life. So you go from being discouraged, now you're able to see that God gives you direction. When you see and you have that discernment, there's a determination in your life that nothing that the devil can do to stop you because God is showing you that he's going to win and that you're going to recover, recover it all. It's a great story that God gives us today. I want us to close with this one passage. Maybe this is where you are today in Psalm 34, verses 17 and 18. Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears. And delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. And saves such as have a contrite spirit. We always say here at City Church. To see the spiritual. And when you see the spiritual. To know God's right here. He's right here with you. He's right here. It's that dimension, even though you can't see it. He's here. He's right with you. And the more that we are able to humble ourselves, and when we're broken and then we're hurting, and to go before the Lord, He says He's near to you. He's right there with you. And when He's right there, with us we can hear him and that still small voice
is going to show you the next step and the next step and the next step until one day that you recover all. That's the God that we serve. I'm just here today as I close. Don't try and figure life out. Don't try and do that. But know, as David made a decision he shouldn't have, he went before the Lord, confessed, and said, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? And God strengthened him and showed him the next step. And he recovered what the enemy tried to do to his family. It's a great passage as I close with today in the book of Joshua. Joshua had fought many, many battles, many wars in the Old Testament. The Bible says, in the land rested from war. There was so much warfare that had taken place. He was a weary warrior towards the end of his life. And he said these words to all of Israel. If it seems evil to you this day to serve the Lord, that's what the world looks like. That's what the world is saying today that we live in. That's what the world says. It's, it, they don't want anything to do with the Lord or or taking God out of every aspect of our society. And and Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm here to tell you today, when you do that and you make a decision, no matter what you see, no matter what the enemy's tried to do to you, no matter what you see in the world or what comes at you, and you say, Lord... No matter what, I'm going to serve you. Watch what happens in your life and the blessings that he gives you. If you and I, in the midst of the chaos that we live in, just jump off that horse just for a second. Say, Lord, will you show me what to do? And every time, every time, He will heal you, he listens to you, and he shows you what's next. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. I I, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what's taking place in your life. But I know without a doubt, I know without a doubt that all of us go through something. And some of you are going through it right now. And I want you to know that in the midst of all the noise that you see and that you hear, God has a plan. Let him work it. And just say, Lord, strengthen me in the midst of this craziness and show me what to do. He will. As a believer, he will. As a child of God, he will. And if you're here today and you are not sure of that and you you don't know what, I, I, I want you to know that just as we as believers, whatever we're facing, we can go to the Lord in a second and he hears us. And I want you to know that the Bible says, for whosoever 
shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here today, if you're watching today, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I believe that you're a God's son and that you died on the cross and shed your perfect blood for me. And right now, Jesus, by faith, I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me for all of my sins. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for hundreds and hundreds we know that watch and listen to your word every week. We pray for those that have just accepted you. Father, we also come into our midst right now. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as our Savior, right in the midst of this place today where we meet, may a friend bring a friend or a family member and they can come to know you as their Savior and I can pray with them and show you through your word how they can have eternal life. Father, we thank you. We praise you to know in the midst of the craziness that we live in, you hear us and you show us the next step in Jesus name amen I hope Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit has spoke to you today through his word you know, no matter what you go through no matter what you face in life I want you to know that through the one Jesus Christ through his death on the cross of Calvary he shed his perfect blood for you and for me and if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power in Jesus name if you've prayed that prayer we want to hear from you contact us through our website City Church AC or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services and we want you to know that we'll contact you and from this day forward no matter what you face you'll always have hope 
knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.